Jim, good morning. Great to have you with us as always. Good morning. Uh, thanks for having me back on the show here. Tim Ashoff, everybody, of course, president and COO of uh, Creek Carrier and Schaefer Trucking. You know, I kind of uh, just glanced uh, through um, uh, something uh, during the open here, but the NRF, the National Retail Federation, is putting some big numbers on this year's holiday season. There are a, a number of reasons for that, but when it boils down to it, they say that uh, retail sales are going to be up 4 to 5% compared to last year. Um, now, to the man on the street, so to speak, when you say, well, something's up 4 or 5%, that doesn't seem like a lot. What does that really mean in terms of getting goods uh, to the stores and to the DCs? Well, that's you know really significant when you're talking about sales of you know over seven hundred million dollars in the months of November and December. Just the, you know four or five percent. That's not only a lot of dollars uh, increase. That's a lot of goods increased. And you know I think what this really is, it's just really the I'll call it the icing on the cake to a really good good year. You know the economy's been doing well, employment's been up, and and just the whole consumer uh, and some manufacturing now driven the economy has really created a lot of freight this year, and and so. It's really been a, a good year for trucking and, and a nice holiday season like this to cap it off is good for everyone. Yeah, they say that uh, this year it's the biggest year-over-year year increase. And this number really surprised me since 2010. Yeah, you know, um, of course, the holiday season is really, really consumer driven. And, you know, we, we, as I just look at trucking and I think trucking has always said that's kind of a mirror of what's going on with the economy and the consumer. You know, since 2010, it's just, it's been sort of, you know, steady, not great. You know, 20, 2015 bumped up there, um, a little bit and we thought we had a glimmer of, of hope. And then, of course, things kind of went, went crazy, uh, in the second half of 2017 and carried into 2018. So I think that momentum, uh, has finally gotten uh, gotten here and, and the economy's been great and it's good to see well we're about halfway into the holiday season the, the shipping season right now so um overall how are things looking so far um and when you know people have different perspectives as to uh, how things fall on the timeline and and maybe there is no real solid answer to this but we're, we're about halfway into the holiday season when shipping season when does the shipping season start is there is there is there like a a, a gunshot someplace that is sounded and that's when it starts well you know it's really interesting that you ask that because uh, we haul as you know i think um, consume, mostly consumer packaged good and food stuff so we kind of see some things go in stages you know on, on the temperature control side of the world uh, of course there's a lot of a lot of candy out there for for christmas and some for thanksgiving so we actually see we also we see that that season start back in really um october september october because the halloween candies already has to be out to the stores by then yeah. and so the, the the candy maker in the stores moves to uh, uh the christmas candy so we see that really start early so it, it somewhat depends by, by product and then of course we start to see um some of the holiday decorations and things move also that early but 
then we start to see uh, kind of the, the the meat and potatoes, I'll call it, of, of the holiday season, which is the, the food stuff. And then, the, of course, the gifts kind of come starting in that really October uh, time frame. And the busiest time often for us is right before Thanksgiving because it's a combination of a peak food hauling and peak gift hauling leading right up to that Black Friday. And we certainly saw that this year. Wow. Okay. So it kind of... So are you saying that things kind of taper off after that or just kind of steady, steady out? Well, typically what we see and what we saw this year is, you know, that real strong push coming up to Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. then we actually have kind of an end-of-the-month push at the end of November. And it's usually this week where uh, the retailers, the grocery stores, and probably uh, us as the consumers take a little break. You know, we, we filled our, our, our bellies big in, uh, in Thanksgiving, so we, we take a little break on buying food for a week or two as well. Uh, and, we you know, we got born out with Black Friday and buying gifts, so everyone it seems to kind of take a week pause. And then usually by the middle of this week, and we're kind of seeing that ourselves, um, you know, here comes the replenishment uh, and getting ready for that second round with Christmas coming. So, you know, we, we see a couple of days here to kind of reset ourselves and then get our feet back underneath us. And then we have that hard push right up until Christmas. Mm, right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Tim Ashoff is with us from Creek Carrier Corp, of course, and uh, we're kind of talking about uh, the holiday season in terms of the shipping season. Uh, Tim, um, I know there are several, but what are some of the biggest challenges that uh, trucking companies overall face during this time of year? I know there are some obvious things and maybe some things that are not so plain. Yeah, you know, of course, we face the obvious things uh, with uh, the weather. We've had across the country a little bit of weather earlier this year, so that's always a challenge. You know, one of the things I think this year that's been a little bit different, and, uh, you know, I think if you look more in the in the financial um, news, you, you'll see this and maybe understand this, but because of the uh, potential for tariffs increasing uh, in January up to 25% on a lot of goods, we've seen layered on top of the normal holiday push some people pulling their imports in a little bit earlier. So um, they're saying, hey, if, if, if tariffs do go up in January and February, let's get some of the stuff we would have bought uh, in, in January and February brought in here in, in November and December to kind of beat the tariffs, so to speak. So this this year we've seen a challenge, and we've had some of our customers say they've had you know some record import loads, not only because of what you just mentioned on the increase in holiday sales, but also this sort of are the tariffs coming? Are they not? Well, let's hedge our bet and bring some product in early. So uh, it's been interesting, and that's certainly infected, impacted some parts of the country more than others where a lot of those uh, uh, import centers are, you know, certainly along the coast, down in the Gulf, uh, and in those areas. You know, um, since I began my career, one of the things that I learned pretty early on is that when it comes to business slash government, uncertainty is the worst thing possible. If it's going to be bad, just let us know and we'll deal with it. If it's going to be good, let us know and we'll deal with it. Uh, But the uncertainty, uh, and boy, here we go again with with another round of uncertainty uh, over the tariffs now. And and I guess that has everybody kind of holding their breath because if you overplay it, then you're stuck with a lot of stuff. And if you underplay it, you're stuck with not enough stuff. 
Right. And, and that's, a, you know, so people have to make decisions. What do you do? And, and most of us in business, like I said, we don't like to take on unknown risks. And if we, if we see a risk coming, we like to hedge that risk. So we are seeing, you know, people hedging that risk and buying at least a certain amount of product in advance. And, you know, that has then created, uh, you know, certainly challenges for them and their supply chain. And then again, adding on top of this holiday season, uh, you know, may also increase costs because of certainly uh, um, when there's higher demand and a season where capacity is already kind of eaten up by by the holiday demand, uh, you know, the business decisions have to be made. Do, do I uh, take a little bit of increase in costs now to avoid the larger increase in costs later? And, and it, you know, sometimes it is a gamble with that uncertainty, as you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. You know, we uh, usually, uh, and we're doing it now, we usually talk about the industry at large. But I thought maybe we could zero in on you guys just a little bit for just a moment here. What does Crete Schaefer do to ensure that you're able to meet your customers' needs? Is it um, kind of like, well, timing? Is timing the, the, the big factor there? Timing and, and communication. Um, you know, we're fortunate that we have a lot of long-term customers, and, and most of those customers have learned their cycles over the holiday seasons, and, and so have, have we. Now, it's not that those you know cycles don't change, as we talked about, and uh, but we work well in advance with our customers and looking at their demand, uh, and we will do some things to commit to ensure that we move trucks to areas of the country that are strong for them. Uh, so we we start working on that about uh, the beginning of November for most of our customers, saying, "Hey, where we're going to be at coming into the end of November, the Thanksgiving timeframe, and then going into Christmas." and uh, certainly work with them. And, and that's helpful for everyone because, you know, having the right balance, um, it, it makes for the most effective, um, you know, trucking environment out there. If we have too many loads, that's not uh, good for us or our customers because we're missing loads and we're resetting appointments and that. If we don't have enough loads, that's certainly not enough good good for our drivers and that we're not getting the miles. So that right balance is key. And, and the best way to do that is have great communication and teamwork um, with the customers. And then the other thing is, you know, Last year was crazy. I think uh, if you remember <laughs> coming off the hurricane season and yeah. and then into the holidays with just uh, uh, the, the economy picking up, it was just crazy. So we've worked a lot with our our customers and our and our suppliers to the retailers have worked to really kind of spread out uh, the Christmas season, the holiday season this year. You know, a lot of product that may be shipping this week um, and throughout, um, you know, here until Christmas, uh, shipped back in the beginning of November. And so maybe some of the retailers had a little bit more inventory, but they know they're going to have the product and they're getting uh, a kind of a more steady shipping cycle here. So we've seen that, uh, which has been good because then we had a, a real steady October and November, and, and now um, the holiday season was real, still really busy. It's a little bit more manageable than last year. Gotcha, gotcha. Speaking of last year, when we come back from the break, why don't we go back three, maybe five years, Tim, and talk about some of the things that have changed over the last three to five years in terms of efficiency, productivity, uh, streamlined uh, uh, logistics uh, during the holiday season. Tim Ashoff is with us from Crete uh, Carrier and Schaefer Trucking, of course, and we'll be right back. Tim Ashoff, of course, the president, COO of Crete Carrier and Schaefer Trucking is with us to uh, talk about the holiday season, how the trucking industry is handling, how things are uh, going so far. It's a big uptick. According to the National Retail Federation, sales up 4 to 5% this year compared to last year. 
biggest year-over-year increase since 2010. But let's go back a few years, uh, Tim, and talk about what has changed over the last, say, three to five years to improve efficiency during the holiday season. Well, I think the biggest thing is is that um, I'll call it the e-commerce world is uh, evolving and becoming a little bit more mature. You know, five six years ago, um, Amazon, as we all know, became the the big giant out there in the e-commerce world and really started to change how people shopped and how goods then moved. You know, they weren't going from DCs to stores and then people picking them up at stores. They were going from you know fulfillment centers to houses, and that really kind of changed the whole shipping world out there and and. And really, um, since it was new and things are new, it's not as efficient as it normally is. And then the, the big box retailers, as they call them, had to respond. Well, their first response is, hey, we need to have some e-commerce offerings. So they, they put that out there without sort of having their supply chains ready for that. So so those aren't very necessarily a peak efficient either. But really, in the last three years, I'd say you know, the big box retailers have moved to be that both uh, store retailer and e-commerce retailer and have really helped uh, improve overall shipping efficiency by, you know, maturing in both of those areas. So their e-commerce has become much more efficient. They've gotten really good at using uh, called their distribution centers for both delivering to the store, but then also, you know, being in the right places to deliver to the home. And we've seen that from the truckload side then help kind of smooth out uh, some of the, the, the shipping patterns and ordering patterns uh, since they have you know better feel for demand both for e-commerce and retail and take away some of that um, you know boy we had to have a lot of just just in time loads to meet that uh, e-commerce world you know a couple years ago even because of uh, the retailers not knowing exactly how their system should work and how consumers will respond as that's matured, I think that's uh, they've gotten much better at that. And as you said earlier, when you have more certainty, everybody likes that, and the business world flows better, and, and we're seeing that in, in shipping right now. One of the things uh, that is a big fear, um, we, we had a, um, a huge uh, Kmart Superstore close a couple of years ago here close to where uh, we live. Um, and there was one more that was hanging in. It's got the uh, going, uh, the closing signs on it now. And we have these big um, empty buildings popping up all over the country. One of the things that I've seen is kind of trending with some of the big uh, stores, especially like the department stores. I know IKEA is trying this out. They're, they're calling them more fulfillment centers than stores. When you go in, more like a showroom and you can pick out the stuff you want and then they send it to you it's kind of the same thing only different <laughs> in terms of right. you know, what's been done already but i remember service merchandise you remember service merchandise oh yes yep, did you yep. guys have those up there yeah we, we did yeah yeah they were headquartered in nashville there um and um we thought it was kind of cool you know you walked into the store they had you know 50 different toasters. It took you two hours to pick out a toaster. And then you walked up there with a little card, you handed it to the person, and you waited sometimes 
for a while or whatever, you know, it was kind of a thing. And it would come out on a conveyor belt from the back of the store. And that was sort of like, uh, I mean, I'm almost thinking that this is almost a throwback in a sense. But do you think uh, that's going to be big, the, the, the fulfillment center type, smaller brick and mortar facilities from some of the big, big stores? Do you think that's going to have an impact or you think it's more of just a little icing on the cake sort of thing? I think it's going to be a little bit of both, depending on the market and what um, what stores these retailers already have in, them, in there. I think you know one of the things that we really are seeing is that the big box retailers have figured out how to use their existing facilities to both be a fulfillment center and um, I'll call it the traditional uh, big box. I mean, the the order online, pick up at store model seems to be you know really popular uh, with a lot of, of of retailers, and as we talk to our, or excuse me, consumers, and as we talk to our retailers, you know that convenience um, has really been driving, uh, uh, you know, sales and people coming to their store. And of course, they like that because they're hoping, hey, when they pick up that what they ordered online, they might step in the store a little bit farther and, and pick up a few more things. Uh, so I think you know the options. Uh, as I went out and did some Black Friday shopping on online, I'll admit uh, when I go through things, just having the option to say, do I want to sit to my house? Do I want to pick it up at the store? When do I want it? I think the retailers have really figured out how to meet the consumer's demands and give them options. Boy, what a moving target, though, literally and figuratively, huh? It is, and that's what I said. You know, a couple of years ago, as this was coming out, um, you know, the, the consumers saw, "Hey, it's great to have the options." What they didn't see is a lot of these uh, companies hadn't figured out how they were going to do that supply chain efficiently, and, and really, yeah. the evolution over the last year and a half has been good because it has helped smooth things out. And as I mentioned, you know, last year was crazy, and you think, "Well, that's really good for trucking because you know, uh, there's just tons of loads wherever you want them, whenever you want them." But long term, uh, you know, having some consistency in the supply chain for for both our customers and for us uh, is probably the best thing versus just, you know, that uh, erratic, uh, crazy, uh, unsustainable market that we had last year. Well, before we uh, head out to the break, Tim, uh, let's get some drivers home for the holidays. Yeah, you know, we know that the holidays are important uh, to everyone to spend time with family or friends. And, you know, that's one thing ever since I've been here and well before I was here. Uh, one thing that I was proud of here at Creek Carrier Safe Trucking and Hunt Transportation is we commit to all our drivers. We'll get you home uh, at Christmas time uh, when and where you want to be home. You know, we have some, some drivers that want to be home on Christmas. Uh, some say, hey, my family celebrate on, on New Year's Eve or New Year's. They'll get me home then. So every year we start basically the day after Thanksgiving. You know, working with all our drivers, finding out where they want to be, when they want to be there. Uh, great thing, and then again, as I mentioned, we have a lot of great customers that then help us. Um, hey, we have a concentration of drivers that live in this area. Let's start you know, weeks in advance uh, with them, getting loads to those areas so we can get them to the house, through the house, uh, doing what they want to do. And you know, what makes me so proud is this is so important that uh, every year on, on Christmas Eve, I, I go up and work with the operations team and I want to say, okay, who hasn't made it to where they want to be? And and I can tell you it's not because of, of trying. It's generally because, you know, those storms shut somebody down here or otherwise. And, and then I pick up the phone and call those those drivers that, that didn't make it to where they want to be. And last year out of 5,400 drivers, we had three uh, that unfortunately didn't make it. Um, but, you know, when I think about that overall, that's that our team did a great job and we're, we're proud to get drivers to where they want to be with, with their family for the holidays and 
that's something very important to us. Wow, thank you, Tim. And it's, uh, we are proud to have you as a great sponsor here at Radio Nemo. And we'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Have a great holiday season.